I read from Mark 10, verses 46 through 52. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, call him here. And they called the blind man saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, my teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and he followed him on the way. Do you remember the commercial? Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. Only the very young haven't seen this commercial because it has been around for many years and it still runs in various versions today. The cheesy commercial advertises a push button that we older people who live alone wear around our necks. Its purpose is to summon help if we can't get up. One of our 97-year-old distant cousins got one finally after she fell in the garage and couldn't get up. She sat there for three hours until a family member came home. Her biggest concern was that she had wasted three hours waiting for Andrew to come home from college. Help, I am falling, I can't get up has become as big a catchphrase as Wendy's Clara Peller saying, where's the beef? <laughs> Americans find the help button commercial hilarious even though the situations the buttons are designed to address are no laughing matter. Yes, it is a pretty bad commercial, but maybe our laughter goes a little bit deeper than just making fun of a horrible acting. Perhaps the reason that we find it so amusing is because in general, Americans think of asking for help as something one does only in the direst of circumstances. Maybe it's a guy thing, or maybe it's for fiercely individualistic and bootstrap pulling ethics that makes us hard to ask for help. Even though we have many devices around that enable us to call for help. 
whenever we need it. Including the cell phone that grandma carries around and grandpa carries and doesn't turn on. M. Nora Claver has written a book titled May Day, Asking for Helps in Time of Need. She writes, Asking for help is a universally dreaded endeavor. It is hard to ask for help whether we are struggling with getting that heavy bag in the overhead bin on the airplane or fixing a flat tire by the side of the road. Americans are much more likely to say, I'm good, instead of, can you help? Unless it's an emergency that involves calling the professional help of the police, the fire department, or Okay, people who run ambulances. If we fall and can't get up, we'd generally rather crawl out to the street and get into the car than inconvenience someone else and thus reveal our problem or weakness. In her research, Claver suggests a number of reasons Americans don't ask for help. Reason number one, we were never taught how to ask for help, and we have few role models. Our grandparents, our parents, and some of us were part of the generation that valued hard work and self-sufficiency. Asking for help was only acceptable for desperate things, say if one was drowning in the sea. I grew up in a farming community where a farmer who was battling a broken leg, cancer, or some other emergency would not need to ask for help. The neighbors would come in and work his ground, feed his livestock, or harvest his crop. The ethic of self-sufficiency has been passed down to us. Reason number two, we love our independence. Robert Putnam has written a book titled Bowling Alone, The Collapse of the Re and Revival of the American Community. In this book, he reports Americans are becoming more isolated from one another as attendance uh, has decreased in clubs, community service organizations, and churches. The advent of modern technology enables us to do pretty much everything by tapping a few keys. We don't have to enter a building for much of our shopping, and we don't have to be in a classroom to get an education. All this means we never interact with potentially helpful clerks or brilliant professors. <clears throat> Reason number three, we don't think to ask. Claver says, we have been so brainwashed by the American ethic of self-sufficiency that asking for help just never comes to mind. We are so focused on caring for ourselves that we don't even realize when we need help. Reason number four, 
it's easier to do it ourselves. If you want something done right, do it yourself, is a popular American way. I was a poster boy for that practice in my first two pastorates. Sometime since then, I've gone too far the other way. Dorothy has accused me of leaving things unneeded, uh, things needed undone, because no one volunteered to do it and I didn't ask. Reason number five, we are afraid to ask. We are afraid to, of what asking for help might say about us. We would rather die a thousand deaths than have someone think that we can't do things on our own. In short, we are good at trying to do it ourselves and achieving only modest results instead of getting help and making real progress. We miss out on the gifts that someone else can give us. On the other hand, blind Bartimaeus had no such qualms about asking for help. And the results for him in asking for help were nothing short of miraculous. He is an example of the kind of richness and blessing that can come to us if we ask and are willing to set aside our self-sufficiency for a moment and seek out real help and healing from someone else. He was sitting by the roadside as the crowd followed Jesus and his disciples coming out of Jericho on the way to Jerusalem. He heard that Jesus was about to pass without hesitation and without any sense of embarrassment. The blind man began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The crowd around him thought this was scandalous and sternly ordered him to stop and be quiet. But Bartimaeus continued not only to ask for help, but he went further. He cried out for it. It is through this story that we learn important principles that help us call for help. Principle number one, name your need and remain open to other possible resolutions. Bartimaeus was a blind beggar. That means the only hope for him to have a productive life was to be able to see. He knows his need, but notice that he doesn't lead with the need for sight. He leads with his need to be seen by Jesus. He shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. He didn't say, have mercy on me, a blind man. He seemed to understand that his vision was not just the possibility of clouded cataracts, but by his need of spiritual healing. He opened himself to the possibility 
that his healing might be physical or spiritual with a chance of it being both. There are certain things over which we are powerless, and it seems that sin is one of them. To get help, be it physical or spiritual, we need to name it. Bartimaeus knows that Jesus can do something about the things that bind him. He is eager for whatever help Jesus can give. Principle two, take a leap of faith and ask. We have to believe that we qualify for help before we can ask for it. Bartimaeus believed that he was worthy of help, not because he was a great person, but because he was one of God's children. He was a Jew who had been looking for the arrival of the son of David, the Messiah. He thinks to ask, and asking is the key to receiving most anything we need. In fact, we learn in the next chapter of Mark, Jesus tells his disciples, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that it that you have received it and it will be yours. James, in his letter, treats the same idea in a different way. We do not have because we do not ask. Asking God for what we need in prayer and asking others for what we need in person opens the door to healing and wholeness. Jesus' response to Bartimaeus is a question of invitation. What do you want to do? What do you want me to do for you? Rabbi, I want to see. Jesus heals him and says, Go, your faith has made you well. Principle number three, be grateful. When we have an attitude of gratitude, it tends to shake us out of our self-sufficiency and allows us to celebrate what others have done for us. Giving thanks is the substance that unfreezes the wheels that drive community. Giving thanks enables us to admit our dependence on God and on one another. When Bartimaeus received his sight, his first action was to follow Jesus up the road toward Jerusalem. His gratitude is not merely words, but the actions of a follower. We know how good it feels to receive gratitude when we have done a service for others. It can feel just as good to give gratitude when someone has done something for us. When we develop the discipline of gratitude, asking for and giving help become a lot easier. We live in a world that has fallen and can't get up on its own. We have fallen too. And there are times when we need help in order to stand again. Let us not be afraid to ask, have faith, and be grateful to God who supplies all our needs. 
Let us not be afraid to be thankful for people who are ready to help us on God's behalf. Amen. Amen. <coughs>